Hey friend, welcome to The Ashley O Show. I'm your host, Ashley O'Connor. I'm a registered nurse turned health coach, and I am on a mission to keep people out of the hospital and into healthier lives than they ever thought possible. How? By getting back to the basics, prioritizing mental health, ditching diet culture, and repairing our relationships with food, fitness, and our bodies. Expect unfiltered, unapologetic, and unsugarcoated conversations about building lives, careers, bodies, and minds that are stronger than we could have imagined. The truth is, I don't have it all figured out, but I plan on spending my life searching for answers to the most important questions. This podcast is all about bringing you along for that ride. Now let's go chase some uncertainty. What is up? Welcome back to the Ashley O Show. I'm really excited to have you guys here because I've got like a really quickie little episode for you. You guys seem to be enjoying shorter bursts of episodes. Let me know if I'm perceiving this wrong and you actually like longer ones because I can talk forever. So I'm happy to do those too. But the sweet spot seems to be around these like 10-ish, 15-ish minute long episodes. So I've got another one of those coming your way, and this one is very specifically for my nurses listening. Now, if you're not a nurse, don't click away yet, because I think this applies to anyone who is incredibly busy, who has so many things that they're trying to juggle, and has also tried a diet that just doesn't seem to work for them. Because today we're talking about the big reasons why the really popular diets and trends out there don't work specifically for you as a busy individual or as a nurse. And this topic comes out of this question that I have gotten a few times from listeners and from my clients themselves asking about things like Whole30, 75 Hard, Intermittent Fasting, and if it fits your macros. So we're going to talk specifically about those four because those are the ones I hear about the most often. Those are kind of the most trendy and flashy right now. But I think the principles that we're going to cover apply to a lot of very popular diets that will come and go depending on the seasons and the trends of a given time. And just to knock this out before we dive in, I know there are some people out there listening who are like, actually, all these things really work for me, or one of these specifically works for me. And if it does, that's okay. You don't need to listen to this episode if one of these diets is actually working for you and doesn't make you feel like crap. This episode is for those people who have tried these things and they don't seem to stick or they just didn't work for their lifestyle. And so what's happened for many of us is when we try a diet and it doesn't work, we blame ourselves. We go internal and think that there's something actually wrong with us. We think that we aren't disciplined enough or we aren't strong enough or we're just too weak or we just don't have good habits or something. We blame it on ourselves instead of looking around and turning it back to the diet and seeing the flaws that exist in that diet or trend. And my other disclaimer before we start is that I'm not going to sugarcoat this. I'm probably going to be pretty opinionated with my language because I think I do tend to sugarcoat things to try and appease the masses sometimes. I think we all do this where we're like, well, this might work for someone, so I don't want to offend them. I'm just going to speak from the heart and my own opinions and just know that take it with a grain of salt. Everything I say, take it, take everything everybody says with a grain of salt, honestly. So I'm going to break this down for each one of these trends that we're talking about. So Whole30, 75 Hard, Intermittent Fasting, and Macro Counting. And I'm going to talk about each. And there's going to be some similarities in the issues that I think each of them have. So you'll notice that. But I want to break down each because I think they are different enough that we can talk about specifically why this diet might not work for you. So let's talk about Whole30 first. So if you're unfamiliar, Whole30 is essentially a program that involves 30 days of elimination and then 10 days of reintroduction. It is not meant to be done longer than 30 days because it is so restrictive. That's your first red flag. 
But essentially, in the 30 days, you can eat meat, seafood, eggs, vegetables, fruits, natural fats, and then like herbs, spices, seasonings. You are eliminating sugar, real or artificial, alcohol, grains altogether, legumes altogether, dairy, sulfites. Um, you can't recreate baked goods or treats or junk food. This is all their language. Um, so you can't like try and make a pancake out of acceptable ingredients because they say that that's not going to change your habits, even though this really touts itself as this like elimination diet to figure out what might be triggering you. So I'm confused about that. But then you also can't step on the scale or take measurements. This is what they list out on the Whole30 website. So I'm not going to go crazy diving into all the rules and the specifics. But the fact that the whole thing starts out with what are the rules, I think should be an immediate red flag for anyone in this community. You guys know that I'm not about rules or restriction, elimination, deprivation, because I think in the long run, it really damages our relationship with food if we approach food that way and approach our nutrition that way. But here's the deal with Whole30 specifically. It is extremely restrictive. It is based on elimination. It is a little bit confusing, honestly, reading their website, like what the intention of this program actually is. Because on one hand, they're saying this is an elimination diet to help to heal your digestion and any gut problems you may be having. But on the other, they're saying you also cannot make, you know, baked goods or treats out of acceptable foods because then you're not building like the habits or breaking bad habits or breaking cravings. So those are two very different things. Or is this program here for healing the gut and figuring out what's triggering you? Or is this program here for weight loss and managing cravings? And if you're trying to do both, it is very confusing. So that to me is already concerning and just the level of elimination. Now, the foods that they allow, of course, they're healthy. We know this, right? Eating meat and seafood and eggs, lots of protein, we're getting vegetables and fruits, we're getting natural fats, like these things are healthy. But I think eliminating entire food groups altogether is very concerning. There's a reason they're saying that you shouldn't do this longer than 30 days. And honestly, with this one, if you go ahead and do some research, doctors don't even recommend it because it is so restrictive. And for me, too, I think seeing the 30-day elimination, which can be standard for elimination diets anywhere from 30 to 90 days, depending. And elimination diets are, are often used for uh, figuring out what, what is triggering for people in terms of gut health or digestive, digestive issues. And then the 10-day reintroduction is interesting to me. Um, later on in the articles, they do say like at least 10 days. So it's funny that they kind of tout it as this is only this long, when in reality, it takes longer. I'm glad that they at least had that disclaimer because reintroduction of each of these items should be done separately and each one needs time. So it it's likely way longer than 10 days if you were properly to reintroduce these items to figure out what's triggering for you. Because you have to do each one one at a time so that you aren't kind of crossing things and, and, and confusing what is actually bothering you. So for my nurses, let's get into the specifics of why this one might not work for you. I tried Whole30. I've tried pretty much every single one of these actually that we're talking about today. Intermittent fasting, never very structured, but all the other ones I have gone through and attempted and tried for myself and mostly in an attempt to lose weight or quote unquote, like get healthier or reset, which this one definitely touts itself as a actual reset. They use that word multiple times. And you guys already know how I feel about that. If you don't go back to last week's episode where we talk about the idea of a reset and you'll know exactly how I feel about that term. But I mean, this should be pretty obvious. Whole30 is so incredibly restrictive 
that it's so difficult to think of how a nurse would fit this into their lifestyle. Because just think of the days you're on shift. You would have to very religiously and strictly prep all of your food and never touch anything in the hospital because pretty much everything in the hospital is in some way processed. And I honestly believe that this would leave you feeling so incredibly deprived because as nurses, we need to make sure that we bring lots of different options for ourselves depending on the type of shift that we have. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about, but With my one-on-one nursing clients, we very specifically figure out what types of meals and prepping is going to be appropriate for them and their schedule. And it always includes a variety of things like some meals, but also bars and snacks and easy things that they'll be able to eat on the go. And that is critical for their ability to get the nutrition they need and the fuel they need to power through 12 to 14 hour shifts. And with a highly restrictive program, that is not easy to do, especially if you can't even recreate the things that might be more convenient to you technically, right? Like if we can't even get have bars or easy beef jerky or those processed foods that I know everyone loves to demonize every single processed food on the planet, but those processed foods are helpful and convenient for so many of us. And I don't think we need to demonize them because especially for my nurses, It is the difference to me between a fueled shift and an underfed shift, because there are those days where you don't have time to warm up the meal you made, to open up a Tupperware, to sit down and eat something. And so you determine whether or not you're going to eat that shift based on the convenience of the foods that you have at your fingertips. And a program like Whole30 does not enable that to happen and I think will likely leave many nurses feeling deprived. Now, again, this program may have worked for you. That's great if it did. But I don't even think I finished because for me as someone with a a past in disordered eating, the program itself is also highly triggering. Um, When something tells me I can and cannot eat something, it really brings back lots of old habits and lots of old mindsets when it comes to how I perceive food. And that's going to ripple well beyond 30 days, the impact that it actually has on my relationship to the foods I consume. And I think this is pretty common with these highly restrictive diets. We'll talk about 75 hard too. I think that can be really triggering, at least it was for me. And that's a whole other issue. We're just talking about how this doesn't work for nurses, but the triggering aspect is a whole other piece. But with Whole30, I think the biggest piece for why it's not working for many nurses is because of how restrictive it is, because of all the rules. We need a lot of flexibility built into our relationship with nutrition and movement and everything else health because of the nature of our lifestyle and how we live and how we work. We need flexibility and these programs just don't allow for that because of the restriction, because of the elimination. And then the other piece with this diet and then all the other ones too that we're talking about, when you read through the literature about Whole30, there is a lot of language that does place the blame on the individual. And I am all for taking responsibility. I think that's really important. And that's an important step that I establish with every single person that I work with is that I can teach you all I want. But unless you take action, nothing ever is going to change. That is a reality. But I think that when diets, especially or wellness trends, whatever you want to call these things, blame the individual and say, you have to do this. And if you fail, you have to start over. Or if you don't do it right, that's on you and that's your fault. Like there's lots of language that is a lot more aggressive towards the individual. And that's what makes us try these diets. And when it doesn't work out, we internalize and we blame ourselves. And then we just continue this vicious cycle when we keep keep using that type of language. It's 
that we keep thinking that we and our bodies are the problem and not the diets or the trends, when in reality, the nature of these is often the problem for many of us. Okay, before I spend the entire episode talking about Whole30, let's talk about 75 Hard as well. Super similar, um, so I'm just going to kind of graze over this as well. If you're unfamiliar, 75 Hard is a program where you are following a specific set of rules. And if you break any of those, or if you don't do a task any time, you have to start over at day one, you have to do everything all 75 days straight, otherwise you fail. This is touted as a mental toughness program. It's like this is not for weight loss, this is mental toughness. Um, And it has become extremely popular. I feel like every other day I find somebody new trying 75 hard. And well, it can be a pretty cool thing, I think. And I think it looks really flashy and trendy. I, I, of course, got sucked in and did 75 hard myself. Uh, I think that it is also very problematic for a lot of people. And I don't think we talk about how it's problematic quite enough. So I completed 75 hard a couple years ago now. I did it right before our wedding reception. So we had our <laughs> wedding moved a billion times because of the pandemic. But I did it right before that. And the results that I got during the program or during the challenge were significant. I felt like some of the habits that we were engaging in felt good for us. Um, And I was building muscle, I was losing fat, like all of that was happening. But I didn't even realize how detrimental the outcome would actually be until after I finished the program itself. And it's honestly what I often flag as the start of my true wellness journey, or at least my new chapter of what this would actually look like for me and healing my relationship with food and my body and exercise. Because 75 Heart felt like the cusp of the damage that was happening to to myself and to my relationship to those things. And it's what set me over the edge. So I was either going to keep going down the rabbit hole or I needed to heal. And 75 Heart actually triggered that process. So there are five things that you have to stick to for 75 days in this challenge. The first is that you drink a gallon of water every single day. You complete two daily workouts. One has to be outside. You read 10 pages of a nonfiction book every single day. You take a progress photo every single day and you pick a diet to follow and make sure that you're also not having any alcohol or cheat meals or desserts. So while this is not billed as a weight loss program, it is billed as a mental toughness challenge. Weight loss is a big part that that typically happens. I mean, obviously, just with that list I just gave you, it's like an obvious outcome that's going to happen for most people. So I think a lot of people go into the challenge with that intention, which is why we have listed it here. So just like Whole30, I think the reason that this is problematic for many is the restriction and the deprivation aspect of it. And also just the fact that these are really hard and fast rules And if you break them, you fail, you have to start over. Like that language is extremely clear when it comes to 75 hard. So beyond the elimination and the deprivation being a problem, especially for nurses, the same reasons we talked about with Whole30, I just think the nature of all of these tasks are extremely difficult to fit into a nurse's schedule because it is so unpredictable. Now, you can go ahead online and you can look up, can nurses do 75 hard? And they're going to give you 400 examples of nurses who have done it. And so they're going to be like, well, look at this. Why can't you do it? You must be weak. You must not be strong enough or tough enough, right? They'll, they'll give you lots of examples of nurses who have done this. 
happiness. But that doesn't mean that it's a healthy choice for all of us. And for many of us, I think it's a very unhealthy choice. Now, I did 75 hard while I was a nurse, but I was working in the outpatient setting. If I was still a COVID ICU nurse working night shift, I don't I don't think I would have attempted something like this. Um, just with the two workouts a day, one having to be outside, the gallon of water. I mean, gosh, most nurses that I start working with are barely drinking one bottle of water. That's like one of the first things that we typically start to work on. But a gallon is a whole other story. Like, drinking water is one part, but then having to pee a billion times, like how are you supposed to take care of critically ill patients if you have to pee and drink water constantly? But the diet piece can be very restrictive. And then just everything that you have to do in with a nurse's schedule, extremely difficult. And this is very much one of those programs that will blame the individual and they use very strong language to do so. If you fail, you are weak because the whole point of this program or this challenge is mental toughness. And so if you can't do it, that must mean you're mentally weak is the implication. And I think the problem for me, and I think the problem for many is even if you finish this program, I, my husband and I did this together. And by the end, we both said like, oh, I hope we want to keep these habits up. The reading was really great. The workout piece was, was fantastic. And we had a routine with it. And that part was really great. So we wanted to keep those up. But at least for me and, and my husband as well, we didn't. And I think part of it is because it is so restrictive. It is so uh, strict with its rules that when you finish, it feels really easy to want to run in the other direction. And that is exactly what happened to me is that my relationship with food and my body and exercise was so damaged at this point that I basically ran in the other direction, not even intentionally. And along the way in running away from all of the habits that had felt good, I really started to hate myself because the body that I had built during 75 hard with two workouts a day, a restrictive diet, a gallon of water a day, and barely any time to do anything else. So how, how was I going to gain weight? That body quickly disappeared when the 75 days were up because there was absolutely no way for me to maintain this, this highly restrictive lifestyle. And in turn, I started to hate my body more, which started to make me spiral more. It started to make me get afraid of lots of foods again. It started to make me feel like I needed to exercise to burn off calories. As my body evolved, I started to just feel more body shame. I started to hide my body more. And this was right before my wedding reception. And the first time that I got to wear my wedding dress and my body was very rapidly changing because I had deprived it and damaged my metabolism for all that time that now I I had a body that I didn't appreciate. And I don't even, sometimes I don't even like looking at my, my pictures from my wedding reception because I don't like the way that my body looked in the dress. Um, and that really sucks. Uh, it, it really hurts me to think that that's how I, I felt during that day is that I was far more worried about the fact that my body wasn't good enough. And I, I do believe that the, this challenge triggered that for me. And that, that's not to say that that happens for everyone. But I do think that these diets that are so extreme are really problematic for this reason for so many of us, because it, they leave us feeling like we are the problem, our bodies are the problem, that we aren't good enough, and that we aren't strong enough. And I think that that is fucked up. I think that that is extremely problematic. And that's why I feel so strongly about avoiding these types of things for most of us. So honestly, I will never encourage anyone to do 75 hard now. Uh, If they choose to do it, I will support them and I will encourage them. But I'm also going to be there to support them when the 75 days are up because I know the outcome that can happen for some. 
So basically, same reasons why Whole30 was problematic, same for 75 Hard and beyond. So based on how passionate I I obviously am about this topic, I'm going to turn this into two parts. So I apologize for everyone that listened at the beginning and is like, she's going to talk about all four of these things and do so efficiently. And now you're here. I mean, honestly, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, I think you expect that. But this is going to be a two-parter. So in the next one, we are going to talk about uh, both if it fits your macros and intermittent fasting, two other really popular ones that I hear often. And I think this is actually a really good divide because these two are more of these challenges, these wellness trends that have become really popular. So I think it's important to start with these because they aren't necessarily touted as like a long-term diet, but they are something that a lot of people try. And a lot of people try to use both Whole30 and 75 Heart to kickstart their weight loss. Uh, This is what a lot of actually the the nurses that I work with come to me and say, I want to try one of these items because I want to kind of kickstart things, especially if they feel like they have a lot of weight to lose. So I think this is actually an excellent thing to kind of split out into two because they are different. Um, 75 hard and whole 30 are these challenges that you are only supposed to do for a short period of time versus macro counting and intermittent fasting are touted as like a long-term diet solution. So we're going to have these separate. Um, I could probably talk about these all day. So if you guys have more questions or want to hear more about the specifics, we can dig into the nitty gritty of both of these challenges. I could spend multiple episodes uh, speaking about my experience and others' experience with 75 Hard and Whole30 if that's helpful for you. But I wanted to just scratch the surface. And I wanted to just start to have your brain shift to this perspective that you are and your body are not the problem that typically the problem is actually these diets and these trends because they are so restrictive, because they are so uh, rule-driven, especially for my nurses, they just don't work for our lives. We need flexibility. We need to be able to roll with the punches. This is the same thing that you bring into each and every one of your shifts as a nurse. You know that you have to be ready for everything, right? You you know that you have to go into your shift at work and be flexible. You can make a plan all day long and all of us should, right? We've talked about this on this podcast too. Like at the beginning of a shift, we make a plan and we write out what we would like to achieve, but we always leave room for flexibility because we know that one might code, this one might crash. Like this may change at the drop of a hat, the condition that my patients are in. And so we have to be flexible. And for us in our lifestyles, we can bring in the same skill because as nurses, we have to be flexible there too. There are going to be days where you need to sleep more because you had an insane shift and your body needs that rest. There's going to be days where you have the energy to push it in the gym. There's going to be days where you should take an extra rest day during a week because you had a crazy week at work. There's going to be days where, or weeks where you can meal prep and other ones where it's impossible. And this is where I think that the health and fitness industry fails so many nurses is that there is not flexibility built in. We are pushed lots of one size fits all cookie cutter programs that just don't work for nurses. And we are told over and over again that we are the problem, that why can't we fit this in? That Susie down the street, who's a nurse, somehow fit this in. And so we should be able to too, as though we're all the same. But I truly believe, especially for nurses, healthcare workers, anyone in a busy profession like that, that we need special programs that are more individualized, that are more customized to fit a nurse lifestyle. And 75 Heart and Whole30 are just not it. So if you found this episode helpful, if this resonated with you, know that this is why I am here. And I am just so happy to have you as part of this community of nurses. 
we have really big things coming here. We're going to have more things that are coming to the space um, in the Ashley Osho space and just in the coaching space that are custom to you, programs that are built out for you, community aspects that we're going to expand on that. Like being part of this community is is an amazing, beautiful thing, but I want to be able to interact with you more and I want to enable you, enable you all to interact with each other a whole lot more. So big things are coming here for my nurses to give you even more support because I know that while I want to work one-on-one with each and every one of you, I can't take on 500,000 nurses all at once. And so I want to build programs and products and things for you that can reach as many of you as possible at whatever level or stage you are in in your journey. But also know that if you are looking for the more one-on-one individualized support, if you feel like you've tried everything and nothing seems to stick, if you feel like you are spinning your wheels and are at a season where you just feel like crap, that I have space available right now. And I would absolutely love to work with you as a nurse. Know that I'm a, I'm a nurse as well. And I think that that is powerful for us because I've worked with lots of coaches that weren't nurses, especially while I was you know, in the hospital and they didn't get it. They just didn't understand that I couldn't fit the things they were asking me for in my routine. And they also told me that I couldn't get the results that I wanted without those things. And I'm here to tell you that we can 100% build careers, energy, lives that you love, body that you love with the time that you have. We can build out a flexible routine that's going to fit your lifestyle and will give you the results that you want. You don't actually have to sacrifice those things. And if that sounds too good to be true, let's talk about it. Let's jump on a call and chat about what this can look like for you. And if this episode was helpful, or if you know one of your nurse friends who's thinking about starting or is in the middle of Whole3075 Heart, send this to them. Because maybe it's just going to get rid of some of that stigma or some of that guilt that they're carrying or shame that they're carrying with the program that they've, they've tried or are thinking about trying. Because I want to take the pressure off of you. It's, it's not your fault. <laughs> it is not that you are weak. It is not that you are not disciplined enough. It's not that you aren't good enough. It's that these programs aren't built for you. It's that these programs are honestly, in many ways, complete bullshit. I'm so tired of diets being masked as wellness trends, and those things are popping up on repeat. It's all the same. Another way to keep you in the box built by society, the endless cycle of being on or off diets, constantly buying the next fix and desperately hoping for different results. They feed off of our insecurities. And most of this just doesn't work for us as nurses. So I want to shift our perspective away from trying to hunt for the next quick fix and instead shifting to build sustainable lifestyle habits that are going to work for you in the long run, realistically, while not taking away from your joy and from your energy and from your life. So I love you. I hope this episode was helpful. Definitely come at me in the DMs and be like, Ashley, you said this was going to be 15 minutes and here we are at 26. What's up? And let me know if these episodes are more helpful for you if you do prefer them to be shorter because I will put an extra effort. Sometimes I just get real passionate up on my up on my soapbox and I keep talking. So <laughs> here we are. I appreciate you so much for being here. I am rooting for you. I know that you can feel your best without having to feel like you have to take away everything you love. And I want to help you do that. So let's talk about it. I'll see you on Wednesday. Thank you so much for allowing me to take up a little bit of your brain space today. Like seriously, it means the world to me. If you connected with this episode, it would be amazing if you could share it with your friends and tag me at Ashley Osho so that I can personally thank you. That way, we can build an army of badass women who believe in themselves that will take the world by storm. I cannot wait to see what we make possible.